What's up and welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. We're live. I'm Ethan. I'm Derry. And like we said, we're the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. Mm. We're Bring the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. What did I say? I'm Derry. That, are you just saying it again? <laughs> you uh, you're funny. When you said it, I was like, wait, did I mess up? I was like, did I not say Things You Don't Hear in Church? You just said it twice. I know. I, I, messed, I didn't rehearse this before no, we went. Funny. It's all right. Um, today we're talking about the Holy Spirit and if... He, she, they, them, zen, zed, it is a guy or girl. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people out there are saying that the Holy Spirit's a girl. And that uh, has stirred some controversy, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so By a lot of people, we mean like a whole sex of the church. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people. Like a, a good amount of people. It's, uh-huh. it's, getting, it's becoming popular. It's like, I feel like this is how progressive, like Christianity, not as like a, a singular um entity because it's not one, a singular entity but just like kind of the the blob of like people who are interested in more progressive thinking christianity right it's kind of like all of these views have been around forever right they're yeah. just not very popular and then like someone finds out about it and then it gets super popular all of a sudden and like oh they look like this new idea about like mm. about who god is we've missed it this whole time and then you're like well actually like this section of the orthodox church has believed that for like a thousand years not in a saying that they do it with this uh, topic, but you're just like, we believe that for a long time, which is like, we know it's wrong now. Right. Or most likely it's wrong yeah. now because of scholarship. And so we don't believe it. And like, it's for a reason. We're not just being dumb and we're not just like, we're not being a sexist. Denying because we don't want it right. to be that way. It's like, it's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? I feel like kind of something that's like sad in a way is philosophically or theologically maybe there aren't really new questions you know we think we have new questions oh okay you know in a sense we're like oh maybe this but then yeah that's true. and and i think obviously there's some newer hypothesis out there yeah but with humanity being around for thousands of years i feel like everyone at some point has asked every question that could be asked and, uh, with exemption at least from, the important ones yeah, yeah exemption from technology you know like, I don't think people were talking about the mm-hmm. gasoline versus electric hybrid stuff mm-hmm. when they didn't have cars, obviously. Yeah. But, like, the meaningful intellectual theological stuff's like, oh. Which is encouraging because it means that, you know, answers mm-hmm. are out there. Yeah. But it's also like, hmm, no, I'll never have an original question, maybe. <laughs> it's kind of like sports, though, in a way, at least in the realm of philosophy, where, like, yeah, we've done most of it before, right? Like, in basketball, like, people have shot, like, three-pointers before and like they've done most every like we put the ball in the hoop a couple of times right. you know what i mean yeah um it's kind of the same way with philosophy but it's like we've seen like the michael jordans of it do it and we realize the different level of thinking that they're on and like every few generations we get one of those thinkers that like blow open like our minds to things we've we already kind of know Right, but they they approach it in a different way, where they come to a similar conclusion, but in a much more like thought provoking way that right. sort of opens up the like the scheme of the topic more. Like if you're talking about the problem of evil or something like that, like it just yeah. blows it open. You're like, wow, like that's super interesting. Like Dostoevsky, who you study if you study philosophy or psychology, um, like has a lot of work in this and is one of the greatest mm-hmm. minds I've ever thought about the topic of the problem of evil. And there's lots of people now that wrestle with it, and it's awesome because we have a platform to do it. Mm-hmm. On Twitter and stuff, even which is awesome. We get scholars talking about it on there, but yeah, I agree with you. We've... Yeah, would you say uh, one of the greats of our like who in your mind is one of the greats of our day? Philosophers, yeah, thought provokers, thinkers of our day. Of that, you know, obviously, there's a lot of people in the world. Uh, I mean, I would say thinkers in general, not necessarily a philosopher, but C.S. Lewis, I think, 
is regarded in uh, non-Christian circles to be just, like, one of the most brilliant minds, like, hmm. ever. And that's from non-Christians. Like, um, a lot of Christians obviously love him for his Christian work. But right. just his his thoughts, and he didn't believe, like, a lot of Orthodox Christian things. Um, but just his, his thoughts on topics like the problem of evil and who God is were much more nuanced, I think, than a lot of people uh, had... Like they were more nuanced in view than a lot of the normal like views of the church in that day, and C.S. Lewis told them in such like a story format that people were able to mm. kind of empathize with them a lot more and agree with them. And so he was just very good at communicating his nuanced views of God and and philosophy a lot better. Nice. So I would say probably C.S. Lewis, but there's a lot yeah. of really good philosophers. It kind of depends on the the arena of philosophy because philosophy has become so like deep that you kind right. of have to be a philosopher for like this one issue. Right. If that makes sense. Do you think that Jordan Peterson would be up there in people who are alive today? Yeah. I would. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like Jordan Peterson, more for like his political ideologies and like actually hate him a lot. But from the philosophers that I've listened to, um, there's Christian, non-Christian, there's a pretty hardcore consensus that he's, if not the most important philosopher of, of the last like wow. 30 years, um, one of them for sure, at least top three. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's crazy. Yeah, I just like how how he talks. Yeah, you know Kermit the Frog. <laughs> well, I'm mean, like, yeah, but like the vocabulary that he yeah, uses yeah. and like he like I don't know he the just, humility and reality he uses is beautiful. Yeah, and he always like he someone asks him a question that in my mind I'm like that oh, seems like I know the answer and he'll be like well well you see it's a it's a difficult problem yeah. because yeah. you know the, you have this reality and it's and, it, and it's real and it's scary and there's yeah. emotion and then. He's like, he's really empathetic, but There's it's so like, much emotion in how he talks. Yeah. It's crazy. And he's like, and when he talks about like, at least how men should be, he's like, you know, mm-hmm. men, they talk about how men should be maybe like less masculine or less whatever. He's like, no, you should be a monster mm-hmm. and learn to control it. Yeah. He's and I was like, hmm. I definitely don't agree with everything he says, which I don't think you should agree with everything anybody says, but the way he, I've never listened to someone and thought like, you're in pain. As you're saying what you're saying, as much as Jordan Jordan Peterson is, as he describes like painful topics to you, right? Yeah. Like, if he describes like wars and like the abuse and like terror that has caused on someone, and he's explaining it to you like the the poverty and the like abuse that's gone on within those realities, mm-hmm. and he's explaining it, you're like, wow, like I feel this because like of the way right. you're describing it. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. 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 He's interesting. He's, yeah, he's good. He's definitely good. I like Jordan Peterson a lot. Yeah, I, I just really enjoy, even if, like, it's things that I'm not, like, oh, I don't know if I agree totally with that. It's just enjoyable to listen to him talk for me. Yeah. Um, But enough of that. Let's let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit a girl? No. Or a boy. All right, show over. Oh, cool. crap. <laughs> oh, crap. crap. I took all these notes for no reason. Flick. I think I've never taken, uh, I think in the last two months I've started taking way more notes for podcasts than I ever did before. Oh, that's nice. I used to just think a lot all week about it mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm just going to memorize everything I want to say. Hmm. Doesn't actually play out too well. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't take any notes or think at all before a podcast. I've done that Our before. Show's a little different. Yeah. I've done that when it's like topics I know I've thought about for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Hmm. Right. I just know my, my, like, my thoughts will get jumbled if I don't write it down. Yep. I like the flow, the structure that it brings. That it brings. Yeah. And not that oh. I follow like the structure of my notes. It's just things that I can remember if I forget like... Certain verses that I wanted to reference or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, so... You want to explain sort of, like, the background of the question a little bit before we get into it? Yeah, so the idea that... Define male and female. Define... I'm just kidding. <laughs> well... No, it's a different, different topic. <laughs> I was really going to make a joke, Keep and going. I really felt like, huh, yeah, not... Don't do that. Not the time for the joke. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry if you guys hear the squeaking in the background. We're in office chairs. I'm not sorry. Um, so if it's, like, squeak, squeak, our bad. Like that. Um... Mm. If Trump. you see the sweat on my face, it's because it's really hot in here. Yeah, we turned the AC off in within five minutes. It's, yeah. Anyway, it's cold outside. Getting past that, <laughs> Jordan Peterson, the sound. Um, yeah. The Holy Spirit's a girl, so. Very explain, not true. Um, so, so there's a, this has been making waves in the last couple of years, although mm. it's not a new topic per se. You know, there's people like early church fathers who have writings about it and talk about it mm. and you know there's early church fathers have a lot of writings and views that about we, we don't agree with nowadays mm. um you so, don't agree with nowadays yeah well there's things that you don't agree with <laughs> you don't agree with every church father's view you don't believe that we pre-existed That'd be pretty hard <laughs> to do honestly yeah i have to be agnostic yeah yep um that's actually one of the things i heard um in research of this topic i was looking i listened to this progressive pastor and he said the first followers of Jesus were Gnostics. And I was like, mm, I was that's like, not that's, true. No, they were actually called Christians. Yeah. If you've ever read the Bible. Yeah. Um, which I don't think that man has. They, they, well, to be, to be clear or to be like kind of frank, they, they were sort of Gnostics, but they weren't really followers of Christ. They kind of became followers of Christ and then stopped being Gnostics. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying. So if he defined his phrase a little more, <laughs> it might work, but he was using it as a point to illustrate. This like, is essentially what believe. he said. The first followers of Jesus in Thailand were Buddhist. Yeah. So we should affirm Buddhist ideas. It's like, well, yeah, no. they were Buddhist. They changed. They stopped being Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. But yeah, so this idea is not a new idea. Um, it's been new in American Christianity, probably, I would say. And I've heard it a number of times, even with the organization we work with, I've heard uh, whispers of people who have come and spoken saying stuff like this. Mm. I've never heard those people specifically um, say it, so I can't validate if they did or didn't. But the fact that it's around and it's in the organization we're part of and we're charismatic Christians, so when... Okay, we're not charismatic Christians. You are charismatic <laughs> Christian. By definition, a charismatic. I'm Orthodox, thanks. All right. You <laughs> He's a Methodist. What was it? The West, Wesleyan. Wesleyan Methodist. Wesleyan Methodist. Thank um, you. But yeah, so the idea. Orthodox on, Orthodox on Sundays. Orthodox on Sundays. I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, just want, you, you switch your things when it's convenient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seventh day Adventist when you don't want to work. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> anyways, so it goes back a long time. Uh, new within modern Christianity, probably. Mm -hmm. Unconventional for historic Christianity, I would yes. say. And, Super unconventional. And I think a question to ask, because I think the idea that, that this, I think the fact this is making rounds in Christianity today is telling of the culture we live in, in a sense. You know, I don't think it's like, oh, is this this new thing that, is that maybe we can follow Jesus and better in this way? Possibly for some people it is. We're trying to take the power from men. That's what they're doing, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's interesting, right? Like, we have in in this in twenty twenty one right where there's a lot of progressivism there's a lot of progressive Christianity that's saying and affirming a lot of things that aren't biblical per se and this is probably one of them you know they they mm. like 
oh, practicing members of the LGBTQ community can be pastors and, and volunteer. It's like, well, uh, I think biblically not. And that's a conversation we've had, uh, I think, on this podcast before and are open to again. Um, and does different things um, like that. But yeah, I think it's kind of telling of the culture where we want to be inclusive and we want to like make it so people can be part of it. Like anyone can do anything. And there's a lot of like, I don't know, stuff about the... There's a lot of politics, I think, are behind this view in America right now. More than just the view itself. I'm not going to talk about those politics. But that's where I think it gets it yeah, from. But... I mean, a little bit, but, I mean, we talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would agree. I think that there is, um, before we get into, like, the main why people think that the Holy Spirit is a girl, or a woman, or feminine, or whatever, um, I think that there's, if you read the Bible... God is referred to as male most of the time, right? He's referred to having uh, female characteristics, right? There's a lot of imagery of giving birth mm -hmm. and taking care of a mother, Christ a gathering mm -hmm. like a hen, right? Yeah. There's a lot of that imagery in scripture. Um, but when it's talked about the character of God, it's mostly referred to as masculine. We can talk about what that means and all that kind of stuff because I would say most people that are Christians, at least in Protestantism, don't think that God has a gender necessarily, right? Just in language is referred to as masculine um, most right. of the time. Right. Um, but I think that there's sort of a representation issue where people are like, why is God referred to as male so much? And look like this was a misogynistic translation of the Bible. God is really representing himself as like um, the parent head of Christ, uh, the child, and then God the Father and the Holy Spirit Mother. And this is like the perfect like Trinity view of like male and female together like mm -hmm. as the perfect view of God, mm -hmm. right? Which totally makes sense. Like that's a that's a pretty like I can understand that view. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's scriptural, but I totally understand that view, right? They want equal representation of of who God is as he made men and women and as an image representation of who he is and it would make sense if the Holy Spirit's a woman because that would be a representation of who God is in creating man and woman, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Um and I think you can still get there without thinking that the Holy Spirit is a woman. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do so you yeah. want to get into why, like, people think this, uh, the Holy Spirit is a woman? A yeah. Bit? Yeah. So, in the Old Testament, the word, yeah, the word spirit is the Hebrew word ruach, right? And ruach is a feminine word. You gotta, you gotta gargle a little bit at the end. Ruach. 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 Say it with us. Ruach. ruach. Oh, you're rolling your tongue. You didn't, yeah. I don't need a, does the Hebrew to roll fancy. their tongue? <laughs> Some I'm Jews Italian. listening to us just cringing. <laughs> I'm an Italian Jew. <laughs> Man. Sorry. There's some bad jokes I could made there. Yeah, okay, keep, um, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get far away from that. <laughs> get far, yeah. far away from that. So, so there's like, yeah. The word uh, Ruach. The word Ruach. Yeah. Ruach. Oh um, is, uh... <laughs> so in Genesis 1, <laughs> verse 2... It says, it's the first mention of the word Ruach, and it's, uh, you know, the spirit is hovering over the water, right? And the spirit is referenced as the word Ruach, and the Ruach is um, a female noun. And so, throughout most of the Old Testament, the same female noun is used um, to represent the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And it's mostly female most of the time, yeah. right? And so, people take that. And a couple other things, but that's the main the main thing. And say, okay, well, in Hebrew, in the Old Testament, they use this female noun to represent the word ruach. Dang it. 
<laughs> it's just how I want to say it. It's just how I want to say it. Ruach. Um, and oh <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, and Good that's, one. Just, that's just how they want to yeah. say it, right? Or, frick, that's how I want to say it. Um, that's just what they want to think about it. They would say, because it's a, uh, a female word. Yeah. Word yeah. basically. They want to say, well, that means the Holy spirit is female. Now that's not how linguistics works ever, yeah. but <laughs> just kidding. It's how it works a little bit, but, but a lot of the times it's not how it works. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. like for example, in Spanish, just because a word is masculine or feminine, ugh, can't speak slow down masculine or feminine doesn't mean that the that thing has a gender right like uh you speak Uh, spanish at all nope um like the word uh zapatos right which is shoes right shoes right is masculine doesn't mean only men wear shoes doesn't mean that that's a male pair of shoes it just means or like those shoes are for men it just still refers to a pair of shoes and it's gender neutral it's just the word for shoes right yeah and that's why i use amiga for all my friends guy and girl Mm, yeah yeah, a little different. <laughs> I know that a little bit of a Spanish. That I, know, I know enough to know that's wrong. Yeah, and that would be an example of when in linguistics that does work. Where yeah. like the, the masculine or feminine use of the word does denote a gender. But it's obviously mm-hmm. what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was an example within Hebrew where, if I can find it in my notes. Um, it's about the word hands. Why can't I find it anywhere? Um, oh yeah, the word uh, the word hands used in Hebrew, like the hand that wrote on the wall um, in Daniel, right? Uh-huh. The inscription on the wall. Um, the noun used for that as well is feminine, oh. right? So it's um, a female hand. No, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a female hand because it's used in many different places with different uh, male or female connotations, and it, it's obviously gender neutral within the context that it's used in. Mm-hmm. So just because the context is using a male or female noun to describe the hand doesn't mean that it's for a male or a female. The the female use of the word is often used for male hands all the time throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean that those men had feminine-looking hands or something like that. <laughs> like you Daniel's have... just making fun of people? <laughs> yeah. Um... It doesn't mean that, like, this man that's doing this thing and his hand is described as feminine. That's not what it's saying. It's just the word is feminine. It doesn't mean that that person is a female. Right. Or their hands are feminine or anything. Right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think um, there's also, I heard, I've heard people say, they they go to Proverbs and they try to use Proverbs as a means to say the Holy Spirit is a woman. Mm-hmm. So in Proverbs uh, chapter 1, verse 20, it says, Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. In the markets, she raises her voice. Mm. Right? And then you fast forward wisdom. a couple chapters. And wisdom, or in chapter 8, uh, the whole context of the chapter of chapter 8 is that wisdom is being personified. Mm. Right? Wisdom is a non-literal exp- like thing that is giving human qualities. Yeah. And the qualities given is a woman. And so it says, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old, the ages ago I was set up, you know? And so because they say wisdom is the beginning with God, that that means, and wisdom's a girl, hmm. that means wisdom is the, is the spirit and therefore the spirit's a girl. Hmm. I, I heard that on, and when I was doing some research and I think the problem with that thinking is that, you know, it says the first of um, the Lord possessed me hmm. like, ages ago. I was set up. That's hmm. wisdom talking, right? An issue with that is that if God is triune and God is the Holy Spirit, that would mean God is male and female, which I want to get into later because mm-hmm. I think he's neither technically. Yeah. Um, 
but that would mean that God's male and female if he's triune and he's God and the Holy Spirit. But how can he possess, like, how can you say like, oh, God possessed me in the beginning if you're part of that God or I was set up, right? Mm. God being triune and infinite means that all three aspects of his being have always existed and they were never created. So the yeah. fact that wisdom, when it's being personified, says itself that she was set up kind of, it, it makes that argument kind of fall flat. Yeah, absolutely. Right? The Holy Spirit pre-existed even the creation of gender, right? Right. Like the, I think the, I mean, we can talk about this at the very end, I'm sure. But the, the personification that we have of our gender expressions is just characters that are representing parts of God, yep. right? Yeah. And so it's not that God is either of those genders. It's that we have parts of us that are personified within gender that come yes. out as part of our gender. Yes, I love that. Which is really interesting. Um, So we can go into a little bit of how the New Testament talks about the Holy Spirit, if you want, mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, so in the Old Testament, we mostly just have the word rock. Um, I can't... I can't not roll it at the beginning and like sound guttural at the end. I've really tried mentally there to do it. And I just I have to take away both of them, honestly. I can't do just one of them. Ruach. No, that Ruake. sounds really Russian. Ruak. Must be really wrong. Ruak. So Ruake. So Ruak in in the old testament. Um <laughs> The Ruwake went down yonder, hovered over the Wait, waters as, there. As I was studying for this episode, this is so off topic, but I was just looking on YouTube just to see what some people were saying about it, and there was a sermon, or like a, a, a teaching by this dude, and he was like, this is my teaching on the Holy Spirit, and it was like 18 minutes long, and it had almost 100,000 views, like a lot of views, right, for this topic especially, because yeah. most of these videos have like 800. Most I've seen was like 10,000. Yeah, views and stuff like that. 800, um, 10,000. Big margin. Most of them don't have a lot, but this dude, the 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 picture of the video is he's at least eighty years old, mm -hmm. and he's standing in the middle of the forest, like an ugly, like dead forest, like in winter, and there's no snow, um, and he looks like he's drunk and just woke up. I'm not kidding. He has a beard that's like down to his chest that's not groomed whatsoever, mm -hmm. and he's got a revolver on his <laughs> on his zip, and he's like he's like kind of like slouched over a little bit. And I was like, why out of the whole video, That's out of you awesome. just teaching in the middle of the forest, did you choose that to like post? I love your... that. I just thought it was very funny. I, yeah. I wanted to watch it just to see like what he said, just because of the profile. It was that's, so funny to me. That's the power of thumbnails in marketing. <laughs> we we got to do that. It's pretty funny. Okay. So in the Old Testament, rock is the main word. No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, you didn't huh, but... Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. Um is mostly the word used, right? And it's a feminine uh, noun that's used. In the New Testament, so the argument, right, is that uh, in the Old Testament, they changed it, um, or sorry, the Old Testament, it was feminine, and the New Testament, it's not feminine, and that's because whoever translated it in the Greek, to the Greek, from the original Hebrew, um, was misogynistic and changed it from that feminine noun to... Is that the claim? Yeah, to be... Um, well, it's in two-part, I claim. Um, they change it to be masculine, but also our translators don't translate it correctly and translate it to be masculine as well. So it's like both of those things, right? Um, so to go over what the Bible actually says, like the actual words in the New Testament, there's a few different words in the New Testament that are associated with um, the Holy Spirit. Um, we can talk about a little bit first about how the Holy Spirit is referred to because often they'll just give the Holy Spirit a gender when Christ is talking about the Holy Spirit um, or referring to 
or talking to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. And instead of saying the Holy Spirit, he'll just refer to him as he most of the time. He and him is mentioned all over the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, an example would be John 16, 8, 9. Mentions both he and then him. Um, he, I believe, in 8 and then him in 9. Um, yeah, John, that, John 16. John 16, 13. Has oh, yeah, 13 like a number too. of times. Yeah, 13 says, is a really good verse. The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth. Mm-hmm. For he will not speak of his own authority. Mm-hmm. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. Yeah, and those are different words too. So um, the John uh, 16, 8, and 9 both use the word... Let me see if I can say it even correctly here. Um, well, my... Ekinos. Hmm. I can't even look up that word right now on the... Uh is ekonos, which they translate to mean he, but is mostly a gender-neutral word. It can be used to mean uh, he, she, it, all mm-hmm. those things, but they translate it to mean he. But what's really interesting is in 13, the word him is not that same word. It's a word that almost always means him and sometimes means they. So it's oh. almost always a masculine um, and sometimes a gender-neutral, but most of the time it's translated to be a masculine, right? And mm-hmm. so we don't know why they translated them to be or we don't know why they translated the first one necessarily to be him, but I'd imagine it's because of the context of the whole New Testament, as including this word that's the secondary word used that almost always yeah. is masculine. Yeah. And that word, really fast, I'm going to butcher it, is um, hiotu. That sounds good. I don't, I'm not a Greek. Thanks. I, don't know I think it's hiotu. Um, kind of sounds Japanese. That's not a little Japanese there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm offending so many cultures in this episode. But that's uh, that's how it, I heard it pronounced. And it's almost always masculine. So. He was watching a theological anime. Yes, that would be hilarious. <laughs> and that also exists. There's so probably you know. a market for that. Oh, no, it, it exists. I've watched it. <laughs> not a lot of it, but I've watched some of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so... I guess a question you could ask, and it, someone could ask, is like, okay, well, why does the Bible, why do the translators say he... You know, was it to be misogynistic? Mm-hmm. I would say no, because in the Old Testament, God's character is expressed masculine. In the New Testament, mm-hmm. God's character is, expre- is es- expressed masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus came, at, or God came. As a male. Yeah, as a man, right? But but why is this? Mm-hmm. Is this because God is, like, is it because God's a man? I don't think so. Right. Is it because God doesn't like women? No. God created women. Mm-hmm. You can't hate something he created Right. Technically, you know. Um, and so I would say the reason or is... Or think it's lesser because the Bible is clear that men and women are equal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There is no partiality in it. In the Bible... Then someone might say, well, the Bible says that women are the weaker vessel. That's not that... That doesn't mean less value. That just... Mm-hmm. It might mean biologically, you know. Who knows We do a whole word set on that and get into it. Yeah. There's a lot of different consensus yeah. by scholars for that one. Yeah. But the idea is that... The Bible was not written to 2021 America. The Bible was written to first century and BC times mm-hmm. cultures that had a patriarchal society. Yeah. You know, patriarchal meaning male dominant, where men not only had a lot of authority, but they had a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now, was that a perfect culture? No, and no culture is perfect right. if you take God out of the picture. Now, God's laws, I would say, would lead the culture to be more, excuse me, uh, more in line with his will if they were followed accurately, which in Romans we find it will never happen. That's why we need grace. Anyways, mm-hmm. side topic. Um, the idea is that the culture understood a masculine, a male headship uh, family dynamic and political dynamic and religious dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And so if God is going to relate to people in ways that they will understand, he's, 
he's going to do just that, right? So he's going to present himself to a patriarchal society as a man who's going to take care of everyone economically, um, spiritually, mm. relationally. That was the job of the patriarch, the patriarch being the oldest male figure in the family, right? Yeah. Where all of his children, all his sons, all his sons' wives were under his care and he was responsible. It wasn't like this authoritative you have control over them. It's mm -hmm. a responsibility to care and love for and steward those people. Mm -hmm. Right? And so that's kind of, I would, I, would, I would think, why God would come and show himself in a masculine way in certain times. Now, there are small verses in like Isaiah where he talks about... Like, or I think Job giving birth, he talks about that. And then Isaiah. A lot of like, them are in Isaiah, yeah. Yeah, Isaiah, it's more like a mother, like, is it pregnant or? Mm -hmm. and yeah. Giving birth. Yeah, stuff like that. But I, because of the cultures they're written to could influence how God Definitely is presenting himself. Yeah, how God yeah. is presenting himself. So could there hypothetically exist a culture in which is female dominant? And if God was going to reveal himself to them externally from the scriptures, and maybe they don't have scriptures. Could he do it as a female? Um, uh, I, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I would say that's very complicated. I mm -hmm. think that the character of God that's described would cha wouldn't change necessarily. But the whole point of God writing, or not God writing, the whole <laughs> point of God inspiring the scriptures written through humans to us, right, and to the people that mm -hmm. were of that day, was to relate to them in a context that they would understand. And so a lot of the Bible is written within a context that the Hebrews and then uh, later on the Gentiles and the Jews would mm -hmm. understand, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is written in a very like masculine kind of way because that's the way that they will understand and the way that they write, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would say definitely if the Bible was written to a female-dominated um, society, absolutely it would look different, right? Because mm -hmm. the, if the Bible is written by people who... Um, need it to be related to their culture they're going to write it in that way and god's going to inspire in that way to relate to that culture and so it's going to look different obviously because it's relating to a different culture if the bible was written to us and our culture it would look much different because it's a book relating to a different culture right mm -hmm. like the bible obviously isn't a book written relating to our culture because it would be very different right right, right. like it would be written in english it probably wouldn't have a lot of stuff about well, maybe farming because the Midwest exists, but it'd probably be having something about California. cars or technology or Facebook and right, right. It would it would relate to the culture of that day, just as we see the Old Testament and the New Testament, how Christ relates to the culture of those times in between the hundreds of years. Um, we it would be the same thing if the Bible was written mm -hmm. now. It would it would change. Yeah, there'd definitely be something about fake news in there. <laughs> yeah, um, but I would say the the personification of of God's character, excuse me, would stay. Very similar. I think it would change a little bit, um, but I think it would it would it would definitely stay similar. Like I think God would still be the Father, right? Right. And I think Christ would still probably be a man. Um, and of course, we can't know. It's all yeah, and, yeah. I think it's interesting to think about, but yeah, yeah it is. It, it is super quite like interesting to be like okay, because if you look back on history, I would assume, and I haven't done a deep dive into this, but I would assume majority of the cultures that have existed have been historically male dominant. And I'm sure there's great cultures that have been female dominant. I know, I think Hawaiian yeah, culture yeah. was very um, honoring of the matriarchy mm -hmm. and, and it was ruled like that. Yeah. So obviously great civilizations existed that were female uh, oriented and dominated. Mm -hmm. But I would say largely historically, maybe just male dominated. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And so my, and I would wonder like, oh, is that, be well, and then, no, it doesn't work. But it's just a question like, oh, I wonder like, 
maybe it's because God gave the role of man to be like a certain, like play the certain part in marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, that's my be a complementarian view, I think, right? Is that complementarian or egalitarian? Um, do you know those terms? Yes, I do. I um, always forget which is which. I think eagle egalitarian. Egalitarian. <laughs> Eagle. I think of egalitarian equals. It sounds like the word no, equal. Ega- egalitarian. So they're equal, right? No. And then the other one's complementary. Oh well, yeah, yeah, sorry, yes, yes. Egalitarian right. would be that there there aren't any difference in gender roles and yeah, I think so. Complement each other. So yeah, different. we could look it up really easily. No, that's what but, it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think I do lend myself more towards complementarianism in mm-hmm. that aspect. I think you know. Perhaps it is just because the reason of cultures mm-hmm. is because God created men to lead more. Maybe I think aspects of both of them are correct. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely uh-huh. it's definitely complicated. Um, let's get back a little bit to if this was mistranslated, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the whole point. Like they people who believe that the Holy Spirit is a woman believe that all of this was just misconstrued, right? Mm-hmm. And so for this to be true, the the great thing, the great 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 thing about living in today's modern era is that we have a lot of people in the world and because they have a lot of people in the world there's a lot of people that can spend their whole entire lives <laughs> dedicated to learning one subject one subject <laughs> and just one like little part of one subject right and so like every day there's new discoveries that are happening within scholarship um within the bible that are finding obviously little things right because most of like the big work has been done but just finding little things and if this view was true that the bible was mistranslated right we would know yeah right it's just that it's just that simple like there are probably a couple of scholars that think that it was mistranslated versus hundreds yeah that don't think it was over the course of many thousands right? of years and so what you got to say is that these scholars that let me be very clear most of them are jewish some of them are agnostic and atheists and some of them are christians right so there's there's a wide spectrum of what these uh, of what these people believe and mm-hmm. even want to be true. So it's really hard to make a case that they're just biased and mm. don't want to be women or don't want like it to be mistranslated, right? Because right. why would an atheist care about that? All that that like that would be the most unbiased person in this in this scenario because they don't care if the Bible is true or not. It's their job to. Um, unbiasedly translate with this document which they respect historically um it's their job to translate what it means mm-hmm. right not for a spiritual reason uh reason usually um but for just a purely historical reason because they're historians or whatever right <clears throat> scholars mm-hmm. um so most of these people don't think that it was mistranslated and think that right. the new testament is translated uh fairly accurately even though we don't have the original documents they think we know almost exactly what it used to say in its original context and that the words used are pretty close to what they originally would have meant and that most of them weren't mistranslated mm-hmm. and especially these words that they weren't mistranslated so right i would say it's you you'd have to really 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 want to be true and ignore most of the hard evidence to say that the holy spirit is female um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i as for most arguments i wouldn't say that you're an idiot if you believe it, right? Like there's obviously some amount of evidence for it because um, there are very smart people who believe it. But if you're going to be intellectually honest, um, when presented with all the evidence, I would say that it, it much more is in, uh, the weight is much more in the camp of that the Bible has been translated correctly. Yeah. 
and that it is the masculine because of the so many different words that are used in Hebrew mm-hmm. or sorry in Greek to refer to the Holy Spirit, um, both as giving him a gender, but also um, referring to it as a gender, um, even within the word itself used for spirit. It seems pretty clear that it's referred to as male most of the time. Right. It was. It would be pretty hard for for every scribe to to mistranslate it and want to like be malicious in that translation for all of the different Hebrew words. It would be ridiculous for them to mess up one time on one of the words and have all of the same tribes mistranslate that as the Bible's being translated over hundreds of years. Right. right? right. I think it's just a ridiculous idea that doesn't hold a lot of weight. Yeah, and it's yeah that'd be hard to have over the course of all these years, you know, con- congruency of malicious intent. Um, sorry, I got to clear my throat. <clears throat> okay. You want to talk a little bit about what we do with the, why the Holy Spirit has a gender in the first place? Yeah. Well, what do we do with the fact that he is called he? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean what do we do with it? Like, what does it mean that God has, God is gendered within scripture? Oh, I would say at the very basic, it's just to help us relate to him as a human as a human right yeah i would say so god is a terrifying eternal infinite yeah. vast being that is beyond our imagination and, and so clearly he's gonna, genderless yeah he's yeah. gender and, and we have that in the bible too yeah in john 4 24 it says mm-hmm. god is spirit and those yep. who worship him must worship in spirit and truth mm-hmm. right and so the fact that god's spirit spirits don't really have genders mm-hmm. you know which is why at least ain't. we don't think they do yeah right we don't think that it's we don't expect it's pretty that. clear that they don't, but that's just the opinion. But still, pretty clear. Wait, is it clear that like opinion. I think people just agreed on it? You know, I think I think people just agreed. Like spirits don't have, like we don't have. I've never co- come in contact with like a spirit outside of like the Holy Spirit and salvation. Mm-hmm. I've never like seen a spirit besides that, so I can't say it's had a gender or not. Sure, we just all decided. Well, I think. <laughs> Yeah, but I which think I'm okay with. I think there's funny. a lot of evidence, like for why we decided that. But sure, like like I right. said, it is an opinion, but I think it's a very educated. Opinion. Right, right. Me too. I just think it's funny. I'm like, wait, where do we get this from? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. And so, what we do with that is we we take it as is. You know, the Bible as the Bible is authoritative, and mm-hmm. the Bible calls the Holy Spirit a He, and very heavily dominated talks about God as a, a male characteristic. We mm-hmm. can refer to Him as a He. Mm-hmm. And that's not like, and that, that what that doesn't do is disqualify God from having any what we would call female or feminine qualities. Yeah, right. He and obviously, the, does right. And, and and the problem with that thinking is because I heard someone say that one time, like, "Oh, God has female qualities." I'm like, uh, "No, females have godly qualities, mm. and males have godly qualities." Yeah. If you put the female or male first, that's the way to think about it, then it's making god contingent upon sex and gender right, right? so the the Ooh, using both those words yeah just just to cover all the bases nice. let them know what the rules are anymore yeah. um <laughs> but yeah it's not that god has more masculine than feminine qualities it's mm-hmm. that god has expressed his character in males and, and females, females yeah. right in his image he created them yeah. you know and, and so w- women have the the nature the comforting mm-hmm aspects more than men do and that's not bad most of the time yeah Yeah, most of the time that's not bad and just because you're a man who has more nurturing qualities doesn't mean you're any less manly or more feminine it's mm-hmm. just that is fine you know but men have the more like i'm gonna go provide and hunt and feed and do thing mentality mm-hmm. 
more than I think women do. And and I think statistically women uh, prefer, I think I think when women become moms, they prefer to be stay-at-home moms. I think like across the board, there's a vast number of like... Wow, you're sexist. I uh, know, I'm terrible looking at the numbers and data. <laughs> um, okay, you want to say something? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff I want to say, but you can keep going. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, there's this. Men and women do have differences, but they're both godly qualities. Well, I don't right? think this podcast with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. The door's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Did it for a couple of weeks when you were by when you were on the trip. <laughs> Keep going now. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's a beautiful thing though, is that God has expressed His character in. Mm-hmm. in men and women and the that's yeah. kind of bleeds into the beautiful part of marriage when it's how mm-hmm. god created it to be is that you get the full picture ideally you know obviously mm-hmm. we're humans we're not perfect but in a perfect world when men and women are cohabitating together as they are commanded to and in, in, in the ways they are commanded to and the structure that that's provided by god mm-hmm. i would imagine that would give a full picture of the character of god to mm-hmm. either their children to understand how to Fuller, understand yeah. god or at least the people around them and, and anyone they come in contact to with. But, you know, the problem is humans are all, all sinful and selfish. And so we fall a mm. lot in, in yeah. that. To bring a little bit of clarity, if you're struggling with this, ta- with this like idea that God is mostly portrayed with uh, male or masculine qualities. Um, think about this. Most of the time throughout the Bible, when God is referred to or were... Um, when God's character is referred to within the context of humans acting out his character, being his image bearers, most of the time, the actual qualities, though referred to in like a masculine way, are often gender neutral qualities that both parties can both share in, in, in sh- like showing the character of God, right? Mm-hmm. Like loving someone isn't uh, like just a masculine thing or a feminine thing, right? Right. It's a gender neutral thing, right? Yeah. Loving justice and being just being truth, all these things that are exemplifying God's character, right? God being jealous, like all these things are gender neutral. Like you can be both of those things and have those qualities as a male, as a female. So you can represent who Christ is, who God is, who Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter which gender you are. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So the the main like part of God, ex- his exemplifying character is embodied in a very gender neutral way. While there are special aspects of who he is that are embodied in who we are in our different genders at the same time. Yeah. And I think it's something to celebrate and be excited about. Definitely. You know, um, now we do need to talk about one important topic. Oh, um, I did not tell you about this. So you're totally blindsided. Mm. Oh, we need to keep the, the, in the Holy spirit. Oh no. People be dropping the, the different podcast and just be saying, Holy spirit. It's not his name. Holy spirit. His name's Yahweh. I'm only saying Holy Spirit. <laughs> so always be it's like, Yahweh. <laughs> I just was really hanging out with Holy Spirit. It's Jesus calls him the Holy Spirit, but I don't. It's not actually a theological matter. It's just funny for me. Mm. Yes, I don't care. Not me neither. It's just yeah. I just hate when people use it. Mm. I'm just kidding. I don't care. I just hate it a lot. I just I don't really like care. I just like every time people it just do like it, makes me uncontrollably angry. I just kind of lose respect for people a little bit theologically <laughs> when they say it. Just just a little bit. Yeah, I don't care either way. I'm just kidding. I don't. I've said the and without the. I was uh, one time I was teaching in one of the schools we run, and I was talking about just I was like sharing my little tangent about this. This is crazy. I run the school. (laughs) I let me teach. You let me teach too. (laughs) But uh, this was before I ran the school, so yes, they Mm. do let me teach. Um, And you too. I know. I said that. (laughs) And me too. (laughs) 
Um, and I was talking about this idea. I was like, guys, people keep saying the Holy Spirit. I was like, I know it's not a theological matter. Or people keep saying Holy Spirit. I know it's not a theological matter. But Jesus in the Bible calls him the Holy Spirit. And I was like talking, talking, talking. I was like, anyways, when we're hanging out, we need to rely on Holy Spirit. Hmm. And I did exactly what I That's was like. And, was, and I looked. I stopped and looked at my students. I was like, I messed up, didn't I? <laughs> and they're all like, yep. I was like, that's called humility. Mm. All right, moving yeah. on. Nice. So I think to sum up this podcast, because we're getting long in the tooth here. The Long tooth? Long in the tooth here. It's a great expression. The, the most important thing to remember when we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the fact that he's gendered within the Bible is I think he's gendered because we're try- the Bible is trying to show you that the Holy Spirit is a person, not just mm. an entity, right? Because the word yeah. ruach means wind, breath, stuff like that, right, in the Old Testament. So it's not an impersonal force. They're giving personhood to the Holy Spirit, which is the very foundation of the Trinity within Mm -hmm. them all having uh, personhood, right? So it's very important. So I think that's why the Bible gives the Holy Spirit gender. So it makes it absolutely clear that the Holy Spirit is a person. I don't think that's the only reason why. So don't, don't try to misquote me there. I think it is a reason why the Holy Spirit is gendered within the Bible. I think it's very interesting. You can believe whatever you want to believe about the gender of the Holy Spirit. Personally, I think the Bible says that refers to uh, him as male most of the time. You think female, but that's not what I think. All the time. Mm. Unless you go to the Old Testament. Yeah. And, but yeah, even Jesus expresses himself as like imagery of like a hen trying to gather the eggs or like a woman looking for a coin. Right. But those that's imagery doesn't really mean literal, right? Different ways to read those narratives. Um, but yeah, all okay. in all. Uh, God doesn't really have a gender and we don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal to make a theological mountain out of. Yeah, me neither. You know, like God exists and he's triune and he loves us. Mm. That's like enough cause to rejoice, to be like, hey, whatever the Bible says, I'm going to take it at that and I love right. it. If someone came you up know? to me and they were like, well, you, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and they're all like actually girls too. I'd be like, well, that's not in the Bible, but... You can believe whatever you want, as long as you still think that you just died for your sins and you still believe in his divinity. We can still rock with together. You know what I mean? In a sense, I know what you mean. I, I think to play devil's advocate, I'd say if they don't believe in the God of the or the Jesus of the Bible, do they actually have? I'm sorry, in Jesus? I spent the Holy Spirit. Okay. And okay. the and the Godhead. Sorry. Yeah. Because not the they... exemplification of the human Jesus. Okay. Because they I'm said sorry. Jesus was a woman. I'm like, yeah. I meant to say the Father and the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. Yeah. If they said the Father is a woman, I'm like, hmm. Interesting. We are in 2021. <laughs> I think that person's still yeah. a Christian, though. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm so not I'm saying, gonna... like, I can still worship with you. Who cares? Right. Like, I'm not going to make a mountain out of I'm more interested in our unity hill. than... If you want to argue about it, let's go for it. You know, but... <laughs> yeah, like, I love winning. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a short argument, you know what I mean? But, but I'm not going to... It's gonna, only like, a 46-minute argument. <laughs> I'm not going to die on a hill about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we can have fun talking about it and still be brothers and sisters in Christ afterwards. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. still worship together and, and do evangelism together. And all mm-hmm. those kind of things. It shouldn't be something that separates friends or church members yeah. or like it's, you know, we all love God. We're all trying to worship Him and do the best yeah. we can. Now taking the out of the beginning of the Holy Spirit, that's a reason to divide. Now us. I will leave your church <laughs> and write a bad Yelp review. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's a great place yeah. to end it. Definitely not Calvinist. If you... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right. Well, all right. we love you guys. Oh, we forgot to thank everybody for the oh my the stuff gosh. at the beginning of the podcast. Dang it. We're going to do that next time, but we can do this at the we end can, of this episode, too. We can do it fun. right now and just add it in the beginning. No, let's not do that. Let's just do it naturally in the next Ready? episode. Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear episode <laughs> or podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, sneak peek for the things later.
we're getting new equipment. Yeah, and you bought it for us, so thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you for your support. It's actually making a difference, yeah. and, and it's awesome. Yep. We're very appreciative. If you hated everything about this episode, <laughs> let us know. If you disagreed, let us know. We'd love to talk to you, and we'd love to be proven wrong, so please reach out and message us and mm-hmm. talk to us and stuff like that. Usually people, if they listen, they just, and they don't agree, they just unfollow us, which isn't very fun. Just post on your story about how bad we are, because all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, do that a lot. So, I'd love that, actually. Yeah. I don't think we've had any negative articles really written we've about had, us or anything. We've had troll mail. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Wow, that, hasn't, that was a long time ago. Yeah. We've had, some honestly, some great Instagram messages. We should, man, I don't <laughs> think we saved a lot of them, but there was a while there where we are getting a ton of really interesting Instagram messages. And, and we emails. could have done a great episode. Oh, yeah, and emails. We got, we a, could pro, have done a, great we got a profane all that stuff. anime picture in our email. <laughs> I was like, oh, this kid wants to know what, wants to talk about something. I'm like, that's porn. All right. <laughs> we got one from Delete. this dude. Man, this is going to be a 50 minute episode. We were, <laughs> we were doing, we were, I got an Instagram DM from this dude on our podcast, and he was like, I'll listen to your podcast if you talk about how we are the Jews, and only if you talk about if we are the what? Jews. And like, and this was like four paragraph long text, and he's, I don't know if he was like like what like really he wanted us to talk about. He's like the Jews. I'll, I'll only I'll only listen if you talk about this. And I was like, well, why? Like you don't even know who we are. Why do you want to hear us talk yeah, about this? Right. Some people there is a maybe we could talk about that. There is a growing number of people who believe we are the lost tribe of Israel, and yeah. we meaning everyone in the world who's not Jewish. Oof. Little like. Uh, What's that? Was a little like. <laughs> well they're like because jesus came for the lost tribes of israel i'm like that's because the 12 tribes went into exile in 700 (laughs) bc and there was a promise that the messiah was going to come for them please read your bible please just understand context (laughs) all right well now this is 50 minutes i hope that you enjoy your nice wednesday morning and whatever else you're doing for us today thanks for including us in your week wow what an honor yeah definitely yeah yep all right okay Yep. Adios. We love you guys. Follow us everywhere. <laughs>